sharing everything and everyone with extraordinary Once again, Merry Christmas. and indiscriminate love. Are you still doing okay? You're still here? We haven't scared you away yet. Well, once again, thank you so much for being here to celebrate Christmas with us. It really means a lot that you will take time out of your evening, your family plans, all that you've got going on to come here and celebrate it together. The other week, I was hanging out with some friends, and we somehow had this impromptu contest to see who has been given the weirdest Christmas present. The kind of thing that makes you say, what am I supposed to do with this? Anyone, anyone know those kinds of presents? Yeah, we've all gotten them before. And so one friend, a lifelong vegetarian, got an Alberta beef cookbook. <laughs> Another one got the box set to the Fifty Shades of Grey series. And another one, and I, th- we've, I think they won. They got a car seat for a kid, despite the fact they don't have any kids. <laughs> and what made all this so great, and this is the best part, every single one of those presents, literally every single one, was given to them by their parents. <laughs> now, I don't, know, I don't know why that is. You know, maybe it just is a universal truth that parents are bad at gift-giving. Or maybe it's some generational game that parents play to torment their children, passing them on to the next generation once they have kids, saying, this is how you get back at them. Who knows? When I was growing up, my parents had this really bad habit of giving us clothes for Christmas. Like, the worst clothes. And I don't just mean socks or off-brand clothing. It was far worse than that. I'm talking about the kinds of clothes you would get at the airport gift shop. Like clothes that would have down under in Australia written across the front. That was a real-life example of something I opened some Christmas morning. Thank you, Mom. Anyone know these kinds of presents? Yeah, I'm sure we've all opened up something that has made us go, what am I supposed to do with this? I think Christmas is a lot like those presents. And I don't just mean like the incessant Michael Buble and the lights and decorations and the feasts and consumerism. I also mean all of this stuff, the churchy stuff, especially that story that Cameron read to us. That ancient and sacred story about a pregnant virgin, wise people following a star, angels and shepherds, an evil king, and Jesus being born. I mean, really? Virgins? Angels? A star that doesn't move with the rotation of the earth? Really? I mean, what are we supposed to do with that? Anyone ever wondered that before? Yeah, I'm sure we all have. Me too. And I'm sure we do ask that question of what am I supposed to do with this? Because it is just so far out there and kind of surreal. But I think deep down what we're truly asking is this. Is this just some nostalgic kid story? Some seasonal decoration that we break out once a year? Or is there something more to it? Does it actually have a weight and a reverence to it? Does it actually have something to say to me, to you, to us, right here and right now? Are you with me?
in Ireland during the late 20th century, there was this period of time called the Troubles. And it was this time of political and, and social instability. And during the Troubles, the IRA had this thing they would do where they would go put a bomb in a building and then call the place up and say, we put a bomb in your building, you have 10 minutes to get out. And it was their way of causing terror without actually harming anybody. And one of my favorite teachers, Peter Rollins, I mean, he talks about how during this time there was this parable that was floating around about a man named Seamus who was in the IRA. And the parable tells how one day Seamus dies and he goes up to heaven. It's all bright and beautiful and he's at the pearly white gates. He's waiting for St. Peter reading a magazine. And finally St. Peter shows up. He's got this big dusty book with him and St. Peter puts it on the table. He flips through it for a second. He looks at Seamus. And after a minute he says, your name's not in this book. I mean, you were in the IRA. You're not. You're not going to get in. And Seamus replies, oh no, you misunderstand. I'm not here to get in. I'm here to say you've got 10 minutes to get out. <laughs> I like that story a lot because I think that story helps point to Christmas what it's all about. I think that story can help us answer this question we have of what do we do with this? Because the thing is, with everything else going around in this season, sometimes Christmas just becomes about Jesus' birthday. Sometimes it just becomes this play we enroll our kids in that makes us think everyone in the first century dressed at Bed Bath & Beyond. It's this thing that has no lasting impact on how we see ourselves, how we see each other, and how we see the world around us. But what I love about this shame story is that it can help us move beyond all of that to something bigger, something that transcends and includes all of that, something that has a weight and a reverence, something that can totally transform how we see ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Because if Christmas is about anything, it's about the belief, the sacred idea that God, that something bigger than ourselves, that source of life, that ground of our being, that spirit and mystery underneath it all, that God isn't up there, but in the most real and intimate of ways is here. Christmas is about how God got out. It's about how, out of pure and endless love, God has entered into our lives and our world, into the earth and our humanity, into the very mess of it all, and reclaimed it as her own, renaming it as good and holy, repairing and restoring everything back to the way it was meant to be in the very, very beginning. If all of this is about anything, it's not about the music. It's not about the lights and decorations. It's not even just about Jesus' birth. It's about everything that Jesus represents. It's about a liberating new way of seeing ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Christmas is about that radical idea that our church steeple should not be pointing up towards the heavens, but should be bent down towards the earth because it's here. It's here we can find God at work, reordering everything until the world is one where everyone has enough and everyone has a place. 
and renaming everything and everyone that's ever been called good for nothing, unwanted, and crap. 